Good evening, listeners, and thank you for joining the Voice of Many podcast. Tonight, you get a chance to hear a previously recorded um, table talk discussion that we had with a very special gentleman. His name is Obi, and he is with Courtside Financial. If you ever thought about investing in stocks or learning more about stocks, now is a great time to grab your paper and pen and to just get some great insight. Um, so if you're thinking about it, Obi has a lot of um, different platforms that you can actually tune in. You can even watch him. You can listen. Um, he even offers the opportunity to purchase stocks. Um, so get ready for some great education. Uh, so basically, you guys wanted to know where should you start. For me, I mm-hmm. feel like it's very different for a lot of different people. Uh, the way I invest, I would say, isn't suitable for everyone per se. Uh, it really just depends on your risk tolerance, which is how much you can afford to lose if something goes wrong and how long can you afford to wait. So usually for younger people and depending on their financial situation, of course, they have they typically have higher risk tolerance. Um, as you go up in age, then it's like you're thinking about retirement and things like that. So you really want to be a lot more conservative with the way that you invest, unless that the money that you're investing is just um, money that you're willing to take more risk on for more growth potential. Typically, um, if you ask anyone in the investing field, they would say the safest thing to do is to invest in an ETF, which is really just a basket of stocks. And the S&P 500 is the most popular one. That one really just mirrors um, America, businesses in America, the top 500 companies. And over the long term, the stock market has always gone up over time. So that's why they say that it's the it's the safest thing to do to consistently invest in the index fund because stock prices go up and down. But if you're consistently investing, that means that you're dollar cost averaging. And if you're dollar cost averaging by default, you're buying less shares when the stock is higher and you're buying more shares when the stock is lower. So it really gives you like a margin of safety. Not to say that I just put all my money in and then the ETF that I bought into dropped in price. So it just gives you that little bit of comfort over there. Um, that would be the best thing to do for anyone who doesn't want to get too hands-on with their investing. Uh, for someone who wants to pick individual stocks like you guys have done, you said you're in NEO and stuff like that, there's going to be more risk, but there's also going to be more reward if something goes right. So it really all is about how much conviction you have in a stock like that or, or in a company like that, uh, because that's going to give you the motivation to hold it through the highs and lows. And that's it too. Um, with the loans right now, we have to. I'm learning that you have to stick with it because eventually, everything the way the economy is building itself is that you have to learn to to ride it out. And that's that patience, that tolerance, that's when it comes, you know, into play when it happens. Absolutely. I always think about like Warren Buffett when I'm having like conversations around like this subject matter. Um, One of the quotes that he said that kind of really sticks with me is essentially if you buy a stock, you should think of it as you're buying a business. You're buying part ownership in a business. Uh, 
and you wouldn't sell the business because it dropped 20% in value in one week. Uh, because obviously stocks go down, they go back up. So you would just ride with it through the lows and highs. And then over time you would, uh, if you're in a good company, you would make profit. What would you say um, about cryptocurrency? Because my husband and I have actually started um, with Dogcoin whenever it was really, really low. What would you say to anyone going into cryptocurrency? Because it's a little bit different, I know, than your regular stock market. Yes. Um, so with stocks, you're buying a business with underlying fundamentals like apple produces this many phones they sell this many phones that's how they get their revenue when you're buying into a cryptocurrency really it's all just a confidence game because it has virtually no use case there's nothing to say that because i buy dogecoin and it's up like over 400 percent now there's nothing to justify that movement in price um but i am a fan of crypto and i know a lot of people like in the space aren't i personally was in ethereum and bitcoin i recently took profits in ethereum and i posted that on my channel i do believe that cryptocurrency has its place in every portfolio because at the end of the day you want to correlated assets something that's not going to move with the market um for example stocks growth and tech stocks are things that are really attractive to a lot of investors right now they're down and crypto's had a huge run. So if you weren't in crypto, you kind of lost the ability to kind of hedge your portfolio and kind of make money while the stock market's going down. And then also, the reason I invested in Bitcoin is because I do believe that it potentially has a use case. For example, in 2020, the most money in the world was ever printed. Um, with Bitcoin specifically, the money that... Um, Bitcoin's price is, pr is purely driven off of like inflation and people buying into Bitcoin and there's limited supply. So there's a halving every four years. So the supply of Bitcoin's cut in half every four years, as opposed to the U.S. dollar, for example, which can be printed at will. They can make more of it, which is called quantifying easing just to uh, supplement people when things go wrong in the economy to make sure everything doesn't go bad. But for Bitcoin, uh, for example, it's completely decentralized is what they call it. So no one has control over that. You can't make any more. There's limited supply. And what we're seeing now is a lot of businesses. Uh, Tesla, for example, invested a portion of their balance sheet into Bitcoin. So when all these people want to buy Bitcoin, but there's not enough of it, there's less supply, but there's more demand. That's what's really causing the, pr the price to go up. And over time, it, I really look at it as like a hedge against the current financial uh, system and inflation insurance. Mm. Interesting. So I'm still in Bitcoin, but I'm not in Ethereum anymore. I should have held it longer. I saw that it went to, I think, like 3000 and I sold it at like 2100 But, you know. Okay. So I like the fact that you said that individual stocks are okay, but going back to the S&P 500, um, so I like that a lot better because I know most large companies, whenever you go into like their 401k, they give you like this large package to choose from, mm -hmm. and the money is chopped up, so 
Do you recommend that, or should you just, is it always best to go out on my own? Um, personally, for most people, if your company offers a retirement plan, such as a 401k or some type of uh, IRA, that's probably the best thing to do because a lot of them match up to a certain percent. And it's like you're just getting free money just for contributing up to that uh, percentage. And you don't have to worry about what the stock market's doing, what's happening, what's going on, when to buy a certain stock, when to sell a certain stock. If you want to have more returns and take on a little bit more risk, which is what I do personally, I pick individual stocks, then there's a lot more upside, but there's also a lot more risk. A lot of people go wrong investing in individual stocks. And I think that the toughest thing about investing is kind of managing your mindset and controlling your emotions. Um, A lot of people sell their stocks because they get scared. And a lot of people buy their stocks when it's not the right time to buy because they have fear of missing out. So it's really just a constant struggle of balancing your emotions. Uh, If that is something that you want to try your hand at, I don't think that there's anything wrong personally with taking a small amount of money and trying it out and seeing if it works. And you can also do this thing called paper trading. Um, Apps like Webull, who I'm partnered with, they offer this and you can trade on there with uh, free money or fake money and just see how you're performing and then you can kind of dive in head first if you want. I started playing with it on Weeble and just not very good at it. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't do too much um, like trading day in and day out, uh, especially like buying and selling. Um, The most, the trading that I do pretty much every week is options, but I'm not buying the options. I'm Selling the options. Mm-hmm. Have you ever set up um, or helped anybody set up a um, an investment club of any kind? Um, I have set up an investment club uh, through my channel, and pretty much every video I say, if you want to be a part of the conversation before it happens here on YouTube, click the link in the description to join the free courtside financial Discord. Right. So in there, I've been able to meet um, a lot of wealthy investors, some people who have made millions, some people who are just getting started, some people are kind of where I'm at. And I feel like it's really good to bounce ideas off of people. Um, The book that I, one of the books that I read last year in 2020 during the pandemic was Principles by Ray Dalio. And my biggest takeaway there was you might have a certain idea and you might think something's going to work out in a certain way, but it's always good to stress test your ideas against people who might have different ideas because we're all human. No one's right all the time. Right. But investing clubs are really good for that as well. I joined the discord, but I find that the conversations go over my head. Um, you know, when these fellas, you can tell most of them are dudes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. So are there any women investment teams out there? You know, with- um, I'm not sure. I, I'm, I'm sure there are. There are actually. I just, I don't know of any specifically. But there's some Facebook groups over there. I'm sure you can find like uh, females invested in the stock market or women investing in the stock market. There's also like um, African Americans in the stock market, and I was. And that I used to be very active in that group as well for a while. So there's those type of things on Facebook. Okay. Well, we're just starting out. So we're trying to find out what's the best direction to do this. And then 
pool our resources together. And I'm liking the idea of doing the exchange traded funds along with stocks. So it's like yeah. a combination of everything. Because um, I'm at retirement age just about. These ladies are, you know, way behind me. <laughs> so I think, but I'm, I'm, I'm a risk taker. And so, you know, hey, you have none to lose. Yeah, I agree. And like, there's nothing wrong with like, even if you want to pick individual stocks, you don't necessarily have to pick the S&P 500. But on average, that averages 7% growth. Um, there's also index funds like to say, okay, I want to invest in an electric vehicle index fund or an innovation uh, index fund. And that can say like, okay, Neo might, who's to say that Neo is going to be the winner? Who's to say Neo is even going to be here? Right. But you're st- you still have exposure to the industry. And if we all believe that electric vehicles are going to be a big thing in the future, that's going to benefit you hugely just from being in those index funds. Right. Yeah. Cool those are all the questions I had. <laughs> right now, I think it's the best time to start because everyone is at a point to what do you have to finish right now? Because the stock market was down to begin with and it can only go up from here, especially with COVID and everything else that has stopped. Everything's got to, got to pick up somehow and why not be a part of it? I agree. And then on just to add on to that time is like really the most important thing. Um, if you start now, your money can compound and you have like a 10 year time frame. your money can compound so much. But if you start in 10 years and you say, okay, I'll just start when I get like all my ducks in a row or when everything comes together for me financially, then it's like you just missed out on the time value of that money. And then inflation is coming every year as well. So that's two to 3% that the money that you could have been investing is losing. Got it. That's, that's what those are the questions that we have. So you're looking at a new group of women who are going to be invested. Who are going to take over? <laughs> <laughs> and we will be we will be watching you and, and stalking yeah. you on your channel and cheering yeah. you on. Thank you, yes, guys. I'm super proud of you. Yes, I actually have my parents. I'm here in North Carolina tonight. So I actually had my parents watching me last night on YouTube. So. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> and I see that you guys started your podcast in the pandemic in August 2020 as well. Yeah. That was around the same time that I started my channel. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Another day, we would love to, to have you on and have you know, yeah. We're here to educate. And not to have so much fear about making this move. And I think that is a big thing with people of color is that we are afraid to invest. And a lot of it is because of the lack of knowledge. And that is what we would like to bring forth is the knowledge. So people know that, hey, yes, you can do this. Yeah. I mean, there are all types of ways to make money. Um, and it's all in strategy and on the resources that we learn. So, I mean, you have a lot of resources. Yes, yeah, all about sharing the information and just helping people out out of 
just being genuine. And I really appreciate what you guys are doing uh, just for your community and, and as far on as it reaches. Thank you. Thank you.